Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. So today is not the end of the month yet. It's not the 31st yet. What this means is that the lockdown has come in almost pre-movement of people for either rentals or purchases and, and, and that, that transition that usually happens at the end of a specific month or at the beginning of a specific month. What this means is that many, many people have sent us questions around what do we do? I'm at loggerheads with either my new landlord or the person that I'm supposed to be getting uh, my keys from because I've just purchased. There's lots of confusions around there. So what we decided to do is to get the people at the estate agent board um, to try and assist perhaps many of you who are quite confused at this point what all of this means for you the president had asked us to stay put staying put means what for where you're going and for where you're supposed to be moving from. 011-482-1510. Let us know what your concerns and your questions are. Mamudu Pimuthala, who is the CEO of the Estate Agents Affairs Board, joins us now on the line. A very good afternoon and thank you for making the time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon and thank you for having me. So we have been inundated with requests and questions. I'm sure you too have been inundated with questions and queries. Yes, we have. Um, Pimelo, you see, this is a very difficult time um, for every single industry, I I think, across the board. But more so the industry of estate agents because um, the the industry that we work in is an industry that involves a lot of contacts. There's an issue of viewing of houses. Even if you want to rent, you'd want to view the property before you actually um, um, make a commitment on whether you are entering into a lease agreement, whether you're taking occupation. And because of the nature of the, 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 the COVID virus, it becomes very difficult for people to actually undertake that particular interaction. But we also think our estate agents are going to suffer a lot of uh, um, um, in, uh, loss of income um, at two levels, specifically because our, our, our industry is very commission-based. So if they don't actually lease out properties or sell, sell properties, then they, they don't gain, get an income. But over and above that, there is also the need that they have this ongoing administration of premises. And if there are challenges with regard to the premises, whether even if it's just an issue of maintenance, it also becomes a problem and it has an impact on on their their income. Now, specifically to the question that you you are raising, yes, we have had many questions around the rental question because unfortunately there has been this, um, there's been a letter that's been circulated that um, the presidency or the Department of Health has said that there will be a rental holiday. And we have investigated and we found that that is fake news and there will still be an expectation that rentals will have to be paid um, as usual because there is no holiday with regards to um, the payment of bonds. So we want to just indicate that um, if anyone receives that letter, they must know that that letter is not a valid one. It does not come from the presidency. Okay, so maybe that's a good thing because other countries are doing it and I think there's a confusion there, you know, from what other people are seeing from other spaces and so on. Are there conversations happening within, your, you know, amongst yourselves and banks? I know that earlier on um, it was not possible for banks to sit down and have these kind of conversations, but we now know that that has been lifted by the Competition Commission. Is that conversation happening to try and give people a general blanket uh, leave from paying for bonds? Okay, what is currently the position, as far as we are aware, is that obviously different banks are, ha- are putting different options and it's based on um, a, a, a request basis. So a person will have to go into the bank and see what arrangements they can make with their particular bank and what is an offer from the relevant bank. 
that's as far as we know with regard to the issue of bonds. Okay. With, with, with regard to rentals, um, we know that with uh, rentals, there is, uh, the, 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 the lease agreements are valid and still applicable. So there's an expectation that people would continue to pay, pay their rental. But the, 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 the state has put in place a, a process in terms of which where people, um, people's income affect, is affected as a consequence of the lockdown. They then have the right to actually approach. Um, and I can find out which, um, what number they can actually call. We can obviously look at all the uh, incentives or mechanisms that have been put in place in order to alleviate um, income challenges that may be suffered either by an individual or by SMEs. Okay, so now the timing of all of this affects a lot of your trade, isn't it? Because generally these lease agreements uh, kick off at perhaps the very last day of the month and kick in at the very first day of the month. We are now not quite there yet. What does this mean for the industry? Well, the industry is going to suffer gravely because clearly, I mean, as I as I indicated initially, that we do work on a commission basis. Any purchases uh, or sale of, of properties that are underway will obviously be highly impacted by the fact that there's a lockdown because the deeds office would not be um, fully operational. Um, um, and, and then obviously with the banks, even if they are operating remotely to some extent, it's the, 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 the speed and, and efficiency at which they work would obviously be affected by the remote working. So I think it's going to have quite a serious impact with regards to those who are involved in the sale of properties. But even in the lease of properties, there will be income implications for tenants, whether they're commercial tenants, um, in the case of SMEs, or they're they are your residential tenants. There is going likely to be a serious implication. And I do believe that there will be many interactions and requests that um, there be some leniency or some indulgence. But I just want to indicate that this is really a decision that squarely fell, falls within the jurisdiction of a particular landlord. But it will have a serious implication on um, estate agents who work on a commission. All right. Uh, if you don't mind, we are asking people to call in 011-482-1510 just to pose the questions of, of whatever issues that they are raising. They've sent many, many emails, and I see many of them are calling in. Would you just give us a few minutes to line them up so that you can take those requests? Okay. All right. Thank you. Let's take that quick break. 011-482-1510. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. So, of course, COVID-19 has disrupted many of our lives in many, many different ways, and one of which is the people who are either in the middle of a sale agreement, a property sale agreement, or uh, a lease agreement, and they are in that phase where this should be either moving into a property, either the sale is meant to go through, and there's supposed to be this transaction happening. Usually, these transactions happen at the end of the month. We're not at the end of the month yet, and the shutdown has already happened. How has that affected you? Are you finding it difficult to negotiate your way around that? 011-482-1510. That's the number to dial. My guest this afternoon is Mamudu Pimuthala, who is the CEO of the Estate Agent Board, to take all your questions on, on the issues of, of, of this nature. So what has been the common concern from consumers, Mamudu Okay. Yes, um, I think the, the biggest concern has been the one that you're raising, where leases are coming to an end at the end of the month and then people need to move. But you do realize that because of the restriction of movement, the, 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 the short and crisp answer to that is obviously they will not be permitted to move because it, the president has proclaimed and we all know that there are regulations in place. But what we'd like to um, recommend is that those particular individuals should enter into negotiations with their landlords to see how they can put 
pay the pro rata rent for because obviously there would not be an occupation for the whole month of April and it is a, 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 it is anticipated that um, the lockdown will come to an end um, on, the, uh, on the 14th of April. So then they can negotiate to pay a pro rata rental and then if the, the lockdown is, uh, does come to an end at the, on the specified date, then they'd be allowed to move at that point. But prior to that, because of the restriction on movement, there would be no way in which they'd be permitted to actually leave the premises or gain occupation in terms of a, a, a lease agreement that comes into effect at the beginning of the month. Well, 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 in a perfect world, everybody becomes understanding and everybody then agrees to this. What this does then, though for some people, is that the one who use, whose house you're supposed to move into is expecting that income because they expected you to come in. You can't leave, likely to get a dispute there. Yes, no, definitely. And um, we're expecting that we'll have a substantial number of disputes because people will come in and argue that they've suffered damages as yeah. a consequence. But the prevailing prescript is the one that has been uh, that um, has been enunciated by the government, which is to say that there is a restriction on movement and the issue of people's health comes first. And I mean, in your interview, you did speak to the fact that the, co- that the COVID epidemic has now resulted in fatalities. And I think what is critical and important is to now make sure that we restrict fatalities to the to the largest extent, and I believe that even in any damages claim that can uh, arise as a consequence of um, of this uh, policy, one will look at the circumstances and look at whether this this is not an act of God which is beyond anyone's anticipation, and see whether or not damages are due, or if there are no damages that are due, then that proclamation that decision would be made. But the one issue that I will also have you emphasizing is that it was anticipated that. There will be loss of income one way or another. And in this particular case, there would obviously be consequences if a person doesn't receive rental or does not take occupation. That is why um, I think there are measures that have been put in terms of the um, Disaster Management Act and the regulations, where they have said that there is a fund that would be set up to deal with, uh, with SMEs in the case of SMEs, and it also talks to, other, um, to the Disaster Relief Fund as well. So I believe that those are initiatives that, um, 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 members of the public can take have recourse to immediately because um, in anticipation of the fact that they may suffer loss of income or they may suffer damages for failure to move. So, so I would like to urge them to take advantage of that. So let me just quickly ask you, in terms of practically where would one go? So those who are supposed ha- are moving into new properties were meant to move into new spaces and they're not going to go there, have already paid their deposits and so on and, and, and the landlord is saying or the owner is saying, well, you know, I'm sorry, I can't give you that money. That money was meant to be for your rent. You're not coming. Uh, I'm not going to release that money. Where, where should those complaints go to? I know that you said there's a fund, but should they be coming to you directly with those kind of disputes? Yes, no, they'll still have to come to us initially because we would have to make a determination whether or not there's fault on the part of um, the, uh, the, 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 the particular agent in entering into that lease agreement. For All instance, right. let me give you an example. If a person enters into a lease agreement today mm. that they will take occupation on the first, clearly there is negligence on the part of that agent because they know full well because of the lockdown there will be impossibility of performance and they shouldn't be entering into such a lease agreement or taking a deposit from such a person. Mm. But if a person entered into such an agreement at the beginning of this month or two weeks ago where it was not anticipated that there would be this lockdown, then you obviously look at the circumstances and check whether or not there was justification in the conduct. And if there is, even if there are damages that are available, then you'd obviously look at to see whether the recourse um, lies with the particular agent or alternatively, they would be, whether they would be eligible to claim in terms of the National Disaster 
0114821510. Bramoro, you calling us from Bloemfontein. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Elsie. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Go ahead with your question. Yeah, thank you. First of all, I'm asking these questions regarding fellow listeners who probably don't have access to calling. First of all, one, I'm renting a apartment, which is a flat. And then from the 15th, ever since I'm working in the restaurant sector, from the 15th, our business was being shut down. Till date, I'm here to be paid. And then I'm supposed to pay my rent maximum on the first of the month. If I pay after, there are some penalties which I do have to pay. This crucial moment, what do I have to do? Do I still have to borrow money from somewhere and pay the rent? Or do I have to carry over, like, suspend paying the rent and then wait? After this whole incident, if I go back to work, then I have to pay the arrears plus the current rent, or there's going to be a written, like, scrap of the old one. Secondly, I'm renting a shop in a shopping mall which i pay like twenty thousand or forty thousand a month as rent this is the situation i only get money from the salon on the month end which is like today from the 27th until the 30th of the month is when i'm very busy in the salon that is where i get money to pay the rent so this is the situation that the salon is being shut down permanent uh, maybe temporary i'm not, i won't be even be able to raise a quarter of that money what am I supposed to do after this lockdown? Do I still have to borrow money somewhere and pay? Or is the government assisting in such sectors? Or is the landlord supposed to scrap some few things for me? Thank you. I'll listen over. Thanks, Pramora. I mean, I suppose, Mamadi, but this is part of the problem. You know, this is not unlike a bank where, where the banks have said, come yeah, and talk to us. It's an individual. It's a landlord. And, you know, people also have their own bills to pay. What, what would you suggest happens here? I think really um, in this particular case, as I've already said, and this is the theme, unfortunately, that we need to overemphasize, mm. that where there are lease agreements, people need to honor the terms of the lease agreement because mm. there has been no proclamation of a lease holiday or a rental holiday. So that has to be understood fully. But what the government has done is they put other measures in place. For instance, if you do not, you lose income. You are allowed to approach the National Disaster um, um, Benefit Fund and obviously negotiate and explain what your situation is. I'm not fully okay with how they work and what are the conditions that one must meet, but I believe one can approach them and then they can make a determination on whether or not they will assist you with augmenting your income or in any way compensating you for your loss of income. But when it comes to SMMEs and the commercial leases that they may, may have entered into, they have been, the, 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 the Minister of Small uh, Business uh, Enterprises has also spoken at great length on all the initiatives that have been put in place in order to assist SMEs in this particular case. And I believe that that can also be used as a basis to mitigate. So there are two approaches. There's the National Disaster Benefit Fund, and then there's a specific fund that has been put in place in relation to SMEs. But I also want to indicate that in terms of um, the National Disaster Benefit Fund, they have indicated that there is the benefit that people, employers who cannot pay salaries can have recourse to, which is the, the unemployment insurance, the UIF, the Unemployment yeah. Insurance Fund, would be available and on standby in relation to such cases. But I would assume that one would need to engage with them, make a formal submission, and then a determination will be made. Mamidu, but just a last one. Um, for people who have specific issues that they want to maybe you know send to yourselves, could you give us an email address, please? Okay, we ha- you can actually, um, on our website, we have 
a, a site there that deals with commonly asked, um, commonly asked questions and answers. You can actually go to our website and, uh, and you can raise um you can actually raise uh, concerns. And we have different um, email addresses. Mm-hmm. There's an email address for Fidelity Fund queries. There's an email address for continued professional education, disciplinary hearings, customer service, registration, and um, enterprise development programs. So if you go to our website, which is www.eab.org.za, you will then get an, the notice in relation to how we're going to deal with the COVID-19 um, 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 response plan. All and right. it deals with all the different email addresses which you can email queries to and will respond within Re- 24 hours. Okay. Thank you so, so much for that, um, Mamadoubi Mutlala, who is the CEO of the Estate Agents Affairs Board. And that email address, uh, at least the website, is www.eaab.co.za. Um, you should be able to get a list of things, uh, emails, which are different for the specific type of query that you have. So that, that's where you can go for now. I'm afraid I, I think we've got more questions than we have answers and and it does seem to be the theme going forward with COVID-19. Hopefully by the end of this week or at least next week things will be a little bit more clearer. 1.30. Let's go to Nandika Bukas for the very latest in headlines.